Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. I find this a very difficult beacon to write. It's the morning after the Euros final, England against Italy. I find myself in a strange emotional state, floating between the reality of a normal day and the despair of the emotional roller coaster that was the night before. I will suddenly feel myself getting quite depressed and I had to shake myself from it. And, as I look down on the traffic from the church office window, I can see from the level of traffic that there are quite a few people missing from their normal journey to work. Maybe it's a delayed start, or the taking of holidays, or even in these strange times, a ping from an app, telling them to isolate for 10 days. Whatever the reason, it is a strangely quiet and an aura of disappointment is tangible in the air. Now, for those of you who are unaware of the football match on Sunday night, England had progressed to the finals with a brilliant team effort, which had actually raised the nation's hopes of seeing England actually go on to win a major competition. We, that is England, had worked together as a team. The manager had put together a young squad that it can be argued had no major single figure around which everything revolved. We looked good. It felt good. Surely this was our opportunity. Football is coming home. Now, I'm not the greatest of football tacticians or even punditry, but it was obvious that something changed as I was watching the game. I couldn't quite put my finger on it at the time, but something changed between the first half and the second. The first half was a whirlwind of attacking, probing and dominant play from the England side. It resulted in a goal after two minutes, and if truth be known, it should have been two before the ten-minute mark, as England played with no fear and dominated the Italians. The Italians looked stunned and England were on course to win the trophy. And then things changed. The second half was a total reversal, and England lost their advantage. What I had seen was borne out by an Italian reporter the next morning. He was rightfully jubilant after seeing Italy win the game on penalties, but he expressed the same observations. He said this, England were frightening in the first half, and Italy did not know what to do against the fearless attack. England struck early, and in fact should have gone on to win the game easily in the first half, if only they had pressed home their attack. But they didn't, and seemed to become defensive. Something changed. I don't know why, but suddenly England became defensive and stopped attacking. They dropped deep, allowing Mancini, Italy's manager, to make a few tweaks to the organisation and from then on in, England were beaten. Now I don't want this beacon to be just about football. And as I reflect upon the game, I am brought back to this strange emotion of losing out. You see, the euphoria as England scored after two minutes, I would liken to the time when I first became a Christian. There was this joy and indescribable feeling of being something that I was meant to be. That first half was like my early Christian days. I was totally unstoppable, on the attack, fervent in everything that I did. I was on top of the world and nothing was going to stop me fulfilling my destiny. Then things began to change, perhaps slowly at first. Life begins to change around me. Perhaps complacency crept in. It may even be that I slipped back into my old ways. Maybe the mistakes just started to mount up. Perhaps I, was just, I just thought I'd already won and I stopped pushing hard. 
Perhaps I simply took my eye off the ball. Whatever it was, that first excitement and urgency got replaced with a routine and stagnancy that I only realised it was in when it was too late. I would try and get going, return to what I knew was achievable, but somehow I just couldn't get there. I suppose the analogy of wrapping or allowing myself to be wrapped in a cotton thread turn by turn comes in handy here. The first strand is easily broken, and perhaps we do break free from it time after time. But eventually two or three strands gets wrapped around. I can still break free, but I am allowing more and more strands to be gradually added. Eventually, when it's too late, I realise that enough strands have been wrapped around that my combined strength is greater than the strength I have to break it. And now I'm in trouble. My strength is not enough. And there it is. My strength is not enough. So God graciously gives of himself again in the Holy Spirit to help us in our journey. We are not alone. We are part of a team. Now, all through the New Testament, the apostles, and these are the eyewitnesses to Jesus' life, death and resurrection, encouraged the first century church to keep hold of their faith, that's faith in Jesus, and to be careful in guarding against losing what had been gained. For example, Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16, Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And perhaps here is the key. There is an active response required to watch closely the way we live and to adhere to the truth of God's word. God's word that reveals his love for us and the way to salvation. The sacrifice of Jesus, who paid for all of our wrongdoing. 1 Timothy 1 verses 18 and 19 say, May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Now, this seems pretty clear to me, that Paul is letting it be known that some have shipwrecked their faith due to returning to their old ways and violating their conscience in doing so. In other words, they knew right from wrong, and they chose wrong anyway. The Holy Spirit, our helper, shows us the right way, but we choose to respond or reject Now I pray that we will recognise when we have stopped paying a close attention and quickly act before it's too late. And just as the crowd at Wembley were urging on their team, we are also urged to keep going and reach the finish. As the clock ticks towards 90 minutes, the tension grew and grew. No one wanted the lottery of penalties, but someone had to take hold of the trophy. I'm reminded that a football game has an end, whether it be 90 minutes, 120 minutes or the last penalty kick. Ultimately, it will end. The Bible tells us the same sentiment. We are rapidly heading towards the final whistle in our lives. There will come an end. The Bible also reveals the end of the earth and the new beginning with those that have made it to the finish line with faith in Jesus intact. As a church, we're currently looking at the Apostle Peter's letters to the church, and we see the same urgency and warning found. In 2 Peter 3 verse 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, 
and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. The battle cry of England's Euro journey has been, it's coming home. So I suppose the question for all of us is, are you coming home? God wants all of his creation to know the truth and have the opportunity to have their sins forgiven. He has made the way open to us through sending Jesus as payment for our sins. But we have to take hold of the gift, utilise the power of the Holy Spirit to transform us and see us through to the finish line, which we all have ahead of us. God has promised us a life ever after, but we choose to take hold or reject today. The final whistle is too late to do anything about what comes after, glory or despair. The time is ticking and the urgency is building. Are you coming home? And are you helping others to join you? Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.